I'm slightly excited. So, you know, I've spoken to her for so ever. And now she's in studio. So I forgot that I have to go on air, you know, and, and we do it on air, the stuff that we're talking about. Noluba Walosalem Jafta is in studio. She's the head of public relations and consumer education uh, with the credit ombud. And we're going to deal with all your credit related issues. But my first excitement is that post I saw on Facebook, man. Manditi, ex, 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 congratulations, Kuwe, man. <laughs> You are now officially left-handed. I am officially left-handed. I love your second <laughs> finger on the left hand. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Uh, represent us well there, man. Represent us well. Oh, Tone? Yeah, we man. I think we Okay. Yes. So we want to hear from you. Any credit-related issues? Anything? It could be garnishy issues. It could be blacklisting. Anything that's affecting you. Somebody that you paid and they still claim that you never paid them. And of course, somebody that you're not paying and you don't know how to deal with. Uh, please call us. Here's one disclaimer. We don't, we don't promise to solve your problems right now on air. We, however, promise to give you direction on how the matter can be resolved. And two, we don't promise that the resolution is always going to be in your favor. Sometimes you're the one at fault. Let's face it. But we will give you some advice how to get out of trouble quicker. Ne? 089-110-3377. I'm interested in one thing and one thing only currently. Silent crime of identity theft. Yeah, I know. That one is a big one. Yeah. Um, because people don't know that it's happening until you get that call from the credit provider mm. or the debt collectors claiming that you owe them so many thousands of rands. And when you did not apply for anything, yeah. but now you are expected to pay. And these people are sitting with your information, sometimes your ID copy, sometimes your signature even. you know. And it, it then becomes quite a process to then prove it. Because sometimes your name is negatively listed or blacklisted mm. in the credit bureau. And um, you know these things don't get solved immediately. And and sometimes budrams funum sebenzi, and you know it creates. And somebody says I owe them money. Exactly. And I don't know about this. Yeah. So 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 those are the the, the issues that we see, and unfortunately, it's only after the fact that people actually realize I am a victim of identity. Can theft. I ask you a a layman's question? And it's probably a very stupid question. But how do people steal my identity? And, and, and I'm going to add to that question because I expect, especially where my ID is used, mm. wh whoever is on the other side giving the credit or the facility should be comparing your face and the ID book that you're presenting them. And if for some strange reason, Unol Babalo looks like Rams or uh, these two pictures, <laughs> can't, we can't look alike. No, I, I, I understand. Um, but as in using as in applications, it's not a face-to-face. -face, mm. Remember? So, so all I have to give is, a, is, a, is an ID number. Or sometimes the copy of the ID, but because I don't see Unol Babalo, I see the copy, but I don't see Unol Babalo in front of me, you know. And I mean, fraudsters are very intelligent. You know, people have been victims of identity theft without even losing their IDs. So people clone your identity. 
But that could only happen with the help of somebody on the other side. Possibly, or at least yes. from a negligence point. It may not be an active help, but it could be negligence. Yes. Sometimes um, we've, we've seen uh, consumers just throw around um, a base slip, for example, or a bank statement that has your personal information. Mm. Um, people are always submitting documents. People are always, yes, people carry envelopes and envelopes with their personal documents and they're always submitting. And people make use of these documents that are lying around. They pick them up and they try and get money, you know, Mm. So there's there's many ways. And let me give you a simple example when I put drums. You want to social media? date of birth. Yeah. So so people would put their full names and surnames. People put their day, month, and the correct year yeah. of birth. Yes. That information is enough for somebody who is in the fraud space to clone your identity, coupled with as check-in Sizenzai, oh, you know, so you're frequently checking Jeez. in, you know, is yeah. and stuff like that. So people collect that information because fraudsters are intelligent people. As was yeah. It's intelligent people who know what they're doing. So they can collect this information and, and clone your identity and they get money. They, they're getting credit cards and personal loans and, and, and. So, what what are the things that we should not do? What that we should look out for the the, the lowest hanging fruit that we never think about, like our full date date of birth mm. on, on social media. So, check in and go to slay. You know, we want to tell. Ah, wait. Before we slay, slay. I got a girl. Kakufaga no bangu 1908 man as year of birth. Yeah, kopaya. Yeah, social media and jeu lachise. You know, um, but what I'm trying to say is that information is enough for you to be a victim of identity theft. But as in using, okay, it's it's things like leaving your information mm. or, or just, you know, throwing them away. Shred. Shred your, 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 your bank statements. Anything that has the address, anything that has your personal information, shred that. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Have you actually ever suffered identity theft and how did you recover from it? Uh, we'd like to hear from you, but any other credit related issue, we'd like to hear from you. And normally, when we open the lines for these issues, there's a constant caller, their name is Anonymous. And uh, this one, this time, Anonymous is calling from Johannesburg. Good evening. Hi, Rams, how are you? Dark and lovely, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I hope you can hear me clearly. I Very clearly. I want to stay anonymous to present, to 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 uh, to protect my identity further. So, I've recently been a victim of identity theft, mm-hmm. and uh, luckily enough, you guys are talking about it because I don't know how it happened. I never lost my ID, um, I've, and this person went to a, an extent where they were buying stuff and they were taking loans and whatnot. Luckily, the perpetrator was caught. But my question would be, how long does it take for my name to be cleared? Ah. Because I owe my TransUnion report, and I've got a whole lot of stuff. Yes, we're in the process of legal matters. The guy was caught and whatnot. But how long does it take for my name to be cleared? Brilliant question. Thank you very much, mate. And I'm sorry about what we went through. 
and I'm glad you, cool. you're solving it. We will respond just now. Ellen in Cape Town. Good evening. Good evening, Pam. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you, mate? Good, man. I've got a question, not the one of scanning. Uh, there is a, uh, a particular person that who was selling the car. Then I made some payments uh, through my bank. Uh, so after some time, three months, I went to claim the car that I was paying for. He said to me, uh, he didn't pay me anything. Then I went to the police to try to do a um, claim. Then they said I must go to the small plane. After that, uh, they were just telling me some stories. I, after all, I do not know what to do. And he owes me over 100000 And you have absolutely no proof of these payments? Uh, in physically, now I do not have it. But he was giving me some receipts that he was writing uh, when I was paying that money to him. In their own handwriting? Yeah, in handwriting. But some of it I do have got it on my bank statement. Hmm. Okay, do you have any follow-up questions for him before I let him go? Did they uh, have... No. Okay. Did you guys have any, like, agreement, like a written agreement... To the say, problem, I did not make an agreement with him. So when he sold you the car, did you guys write something down to say this is the yes, model? Yes, this it is... was written a deposit towards the car. Okay, so you guys have something that you wrote down and you both signed to say this is the agreement. The agreement is not there. We did not make an agreement. It was just a simple agreement. Hmm. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, Alan. Uh, listen on the radio. And let's start with Alan, actually. Okay. You see, uh, it's, it's a problem, Rams, um, and we were talking about this off air, that a lot of times we do things verbally mm. with people. And as a result, when it's time to prove, it becomes a bit of an issue. Yeah. Because when you write things down, you know, then it becomes a, a standing agreement or like a binding mm. agreement, so to speak. Um, his best option right now, or Ellen, is the small claims court um, to try and, and, and get his money back yes. from um, this person who, who took his money because it's it's hard because Ayikoi agreement is and also as the statements and they proof enough to say there was transaction that was happening between these two people that transaction could be anything mm. you know it it, it 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 could be imali that he owed and yeah. he's now paying, paying back, back yeah. to saying you know so without that agreement um his best bet right now is to go via the courts to try and get his money back should we throw trust out of the window when we're getting into contracts and just deal with things legalistically. Yes, always. As simple as that. Always, 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 always. In fact, Shem, if there's one thing that's going to hurt you, it's that trust. Mm. Yeah, don't even think of that. Have everything in writing. So, trust, you know. And you'd know that. Eh? Yes. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Anonymous wanted to to find out how at at which point is he gonna be cleaned up. All right. So anytime you lodge a dispute with a credit bureau for any matter, even for identity theft, the credit bureaus have twenty business days to investigate and either clear your name 
or bring evidence against what you are saying or contradicting what you are saying. So for in this case, it should not take more than 20 business days mm. for Anonymous's dispute or name to be cleared. Anything beyond that, that's where the credit ombud comes, comes in. in. Yes, but it's 20 business days. And after that, if they can't find evidence or they are not done with their investigation, whatever it is that the consumer is complaining about should not be reflecting. Oh. It's not the consumer's problem. Yes. Even if the, con- the investigation is continuing, whatever your dispute is, if you're disputing a default judgment, whatever, if it's in the credit bureau listed there and it's over 20 business days, it must be removed while they are investigating. I wonder if uh, it's the same anonymous in Johannesburg who's back. Good evening. Good evening. How okay. No, it can't be the same. It's the neighbor. Okay. Yes, we're listening. Uh, I, w- uh, I would like to ask Ussis Indombana, we working agencies, ne, that we apply on, Oh, so with the with employment agencies and labor brokers, so you give them all your information. Is that safe? That's your question. Yes. Okay, sis. Yes, because online because you need to mama on that people set the information so then Okay, great stuff. Good question, actually. In Edenvale, Tando, good evening. Good evening, Rams and your guest. Yes. Um, I have an issue. I had a credit card with uh, Standard Bank, which I settled with them. Um, three years ago, um, they handed me over, and then I created with um, the legal team that they had appointed at that time. But every year, I get um, called by a different collection um, lawyers saying they're collecting for Standard Bank, and every time I tell them that that account was closed and settled uh, a long time ago, I would send them a copy of the letter which I received from the attorneys at that time. And then they would close the matter. Then a couple of months later, I get called by another one. Every time, it doesn't get closed. And each time I phone Standard Bank to check, um, that account is closed. So I'm not sure how do I stop these people from calling me. Hmm. Okay, Tando, thank you for the question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they do this to human beings. Philip, in Pretoria, good evening. Hello. Hi, how's it, Rems? Good, how are you, mate? No, all right. I actually don't have a question. It's just uh, just to highlight for uh, people on, on, on a certain story that happened to my close friend. Mm. And this, I believe, this mistake happened uh, on, on, on uh, home affairs. You see, uh, these people, they shared uh, a name, same name, same African name, same uh, English name, and the same name. And then the other guy had no uh, ID at all. And he was a sort of a sort of a criminal, so he was arrested a few times on several on several crimes. So what happened is this other guy whose name is Clean was looking for a job. And then he was hired. After he was hired, then two months down the later when they did a criminal check on him, 
he found that he's got seven cases on his name pending. He mm. did not know how it happened. Then he started to dig around. Not only to find out that when that guy was caught in prison, they asked him uh, for his ID, and then he, he said I, I, he doesn't have an ID. So they thought he lied. So they asked him his name, then when, when they checked his name on the system, they found the other guy, not him. Mm. So they pinned all his, his uh, uh, offenses on the innocent guys. So they created an ID for him, but with the other guy's ID number. And what happened? And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you see the worst part of this story, Ramsman, these guys are cousins. Oh, so they actually are related. They are related. They are cousins. They know each other. Probably named after the same person. Yes. Mm. So they shared. They shared in in, in uh, They shared more like they shared an ID. So after he found out, then he seeked an advice from um, an inspector um, in in terms and parts. That's the lady who actually helped him out. And if it wasn't for that, he found a job, and. Uh, 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 they did a criminal check on him. He wouldn't have found out at all. He would not have known that he is a a, a, a cloned criminal. Exactly. He had uh, robberies, double, uh, 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 attempted murder, all these things. I take him to his names, all of them. Philip. But now I'm dead. It was so dead because I was also helping him. It is so that they, they created the guy, the ID, and then they cleared his name. Well done to you, Phil. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we'll take more calls uh, uh, shortly. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you to respond to the callers, but I'm going to take a short break. Okay. Just a short break, and then we come back and take one or two more calls before we close. You're on Rams and Sands, and we're taking all your calls on consumer issues with uh, Nolubabalo Salem. Am I going to have to not use the same name at some point? Okay, okay. But this is our hammer. Let's start with Anonymous, the yes. employment agencies and our information. Are we safe there? So um, we usually say to consumers, Rams, it's always best to the ones that you need to look out for. It's when you receive an email with a link. But to click on the link yes. and then it'll take you through the application. It's better to just go to that particular, you know, site or put the link or, or, or the address on the browser, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But people who are usually at risk are those who, who you click get, on the link, click on the link because it usually looks like what you think it is. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not. And that information is going somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And then Utando, again, back to that point of Siatanduk Fona as, as, as consumers, we like to do things telephonically. When you settle something and you want to close an account, because remember, if you don't close an account or a credit card or whatever, you are going to accumulate fees. Mm. Pela, they are holding that account, so there's a holding fee yes, yes. and everything else fee that they are going to come back and claim from you. Write a closure letter to say, I am closing this. Yeah. But in this case, Utando says there is a letter from a previous lawyer that 
did say this has been settled, this is closed. There is a letter to that effect. It may not have been written by Utando, but it comes from a legal company. Now she gets calls from other lawyers who are saying, you still owe. She must bring those cases or Susomneta. Okay. Uh, because it's it's supposed to when they when you are closing it and you have settled it and and both parties have agreed it's settled. There shouldn't be anything else. Yes. That Eklandelai. And then ooh, I just want to comment also on Philips. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, you see, with there's something called a wrong merge that we've seen in in the credit bureaus where uh, people are named after Okrand Banban in the family. Mm. And as a result, the information is then mixed up with somebody else's information and, and, and. The credit bureaus do usually fix that quite quickly mm-hmm. uh, in terms of unmerging consumer information. Okay. Um, so that uh, the information, account history and everything sits on the right person. But what's important is for consumers to check their credit profiles. It's available for free mm. once every 12 months. Check your credit profile. Look what is happening there. Who listed you negatively? What should be there? What should not be there? Mm. And correct it with the credit bureau. It's your information. It's like, a, it's like a medical checkup. Nobody wants to know what's going wrong with them. But but here's the thing now, Rams. It's your information. It's your reputation. If we can just own it and say, Diafunuya's number as bankers bonandon. You know, so it's my information. I have a right to that information. And if I don't agree with that information, if I feel, you know what, actually this debt, these people have not contacted me for the past three years. Why have they listed Mm -hmm. me now? I want that information out. Do that. You know, but it's it's your reputation. We're going to take two more calls. I could keep you forever, but... So you have to go home. So I'm going to release you. Uh, we take two more calls. 089-110-3377. Lorraine in KwaZulu-Natal. Good evening. Good evening, Rams, to you and your guest. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for um, calling. I just, I need your help desperately. I'm like, this is driving me up the wall, literally. I've had, I've been inundated with calls from a list of retailers. And I'm going to name names, because if retailers are allowed to call customers out, why should we be restricted from naming them? Number one, MTN. I reeked my phone about 10. Can you hear me? We hear you very clearly. Yes. I reeked my phone about 10 years ago. I got a new number. Uh, But for a while now, I've been receiving calls right up to SABC, and I've complained to the CEO on... uh, SAFM about SABC and the various calls they send me, or messages rather, varying from amounts from 900 and something, about a year and a half, which they claim I owe them, to 300 and something. Now you tell me, if a customer is owing you that amount of money, there's something definitely wrong. The sums are just not adding up. That's number one. But lately I've been getting messages from Home Choice, from Fun Choice, from Old Mutual, but thank God Old Mutual cleared their mark. And from Finn Bond and UNISA for a Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, I'm not going to mention their name mm. because that will be incurring people's names whereas they could be innocent. Um, I don't know how to resolve this because I haven't even done business with these people except for SABC. So, so these calls are about you owing these organizations? About this 
which I imagine is a couple because it's a Mr. and Mrs. with the same surname. Um, and the others are for SABC, which is my TV license, but I'm not owing them any money either. But I've been trying to tell them, and I've sent letters to them, and I sent uh, email to the ombuds, but I never got reply, which is quite disappointing. Mm. But a long story short, I just want to get to the bottom of this because nobody wants a call at 10 o'clock at night to say, please, can you pay money you owe? But not mention how much money they... And when you tell them, I've never done business with... I'll give you a classic example, is home choice. What do you do? Hmm. I mean, I've used explicit language and I'm not proud of it, but I had no alternative because really... This is really getting me down. It's depressing. I'll listen on the radio for your for your advice. Thanks so I'm much. I'm so sorry, Bye. Lorraine, for what you're going through. Thank you for the call, and thank you for offering to listen on the radio. Uh, something is happening in Johannesburg with anonymous people. Good evening, anonymous. <laughs> thank you, Rams. I'm the first and the last caller again. Oh, I okay. I want to follow up on her on her response quickly. Mm. Um, so I'm just I'm just I'm afraid that you know. We don't know what else of mine he has, though he has been arrested and everything. But now, once they've cleared my name, one will it still appear on my credit reports because all my details on my credit reports have changed. My address, my number, it all links to him. So I don't know what I need to do on my side just to make the process go in faster, just to make sure that I'm protected. And is there any other ways we can protect ourselves? I think you've heard the last caller talking about home choice, which mm. I was also a victim of, you know, and all these other cellular networks and whatnot. Okay. So how can we protect ourselves? Don't put the phone down. I, th- I think let's okay. respond to you while you're on the air. Okay. I just okay. have a question uh, for Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned something about your personal information, your address information. Is it information that you have changed? No. So, like I said, I called first and I said my ID was... Mm. Like, yeah, it was sort of like identity theft. Yes. And this person went on who had a surreal ID with my name, my surname, everything. ID number, data of issue of my ID and whatnot. Okay. And it got to a point where um, they were buying stuff under my name, but simultaneously it looks like they had their own proof of residence. Okay. You know, and that was under my name also somehow. All right. So, Okay, yeah. I get you. So... Okay, Anonymous... Again, listen on the radio. Thank you. All right. So um, I'm just going to respond to Anonymous. When the credit bureau has investigated and they've removed information, in fact, any information that's removed from the credit bureau, it cannot be listed again. So you can't be listed for the same debt twice. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if a consumer complains of a listing on the basis of not being notified, not necessarily disputing that they owe. They know they owe. But the fact that the process was not followed, when that information is removed from the bureau, you cannot be listed for the same debt twice. So once it's off, it's off. What I do want to say to Anonymous is that there is something um, that they place on the bureaus. It's called a miscellaneous alert, where you go to the police station you make an affidavit to say your ID number and your address detail is being used or was being used fraudulently. Yeah. They'll put that notification on your, on your profile, profile. Yeah. so that when you go and apply for credit, 
the credit provider will have to go further to prove that Rams is Rams. Uh. Remember, Rams, if you are the victim and you have the affidavit, you will give it to the bureau. They'll keep a copy. When you have the affidavit and I'm Salem pretending to be Rams, I won't have your affidavit. Yes. Do you understand yes, what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. So you will have that affidavit and you will say, here it is. It is the same one that reflects in the credit bureau. Oh. So, 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 so there's that process as well. That also I want to say to Lorraine on that point as well. It's important that she checks what's happening on the credit bureau with, as far as the information is concerned. Mm. Just in case that information is reflecting um, in the bureau as well, those retailers that are calling her. Yeah. Because you never know. She might just be a victim of identity theft as well. Maybe that's why they're calling her, mm. harassing her. So maybe she would need to do an affidavit as well. I'm very interested to know which ombud she contacted. Um, we are famous for responding uh, I know. to consumers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and yeah, maybe she can contact us and, and let's see how we can On that her. note. How does she and everybody else contact you? They can phone us, uh, Rams, on 0861-662-837. Consumers who want us to call them, they can send us an SMS. Our SMS number is 44786. 44786. SMS your name or the word help. We will call you back. Consumers who want to send us emails or send us the statements, want us to look at their garnish orders, you can email ombud at creditombud.org.za and social media is Credit Ombud. And, and their, their information that they email to you is safe with you. It is safe. <laughs> As, they must just not put their IDs on the subject line, please. Okay, don't do that. No ID on the subject line. Good to have you here. Good to be here. And thank you for always helping our listeners. We truly appreciate it. Only a pleasure. We shall see you soon again. Thank you.